0: Welcome to recap. I am not your normal host. Uh, Josh could could not host this one. So he has tagged me in. If you've been following our show, you know, normally I am like secretary of, of state. I've been promoted to president. So I am president for the show. You guys will address me as President Arnold, please. Oh
1: my gosh. One well,
0: the Thank President you. GOAT, right? President GOAT. President GOAT, the greatest president of all time. That's me. <laughs> Joining me on this episode, as you heard, Francine Dash, the boss lady of playing cast, who insists on not mm-hmm. being called the boss lady of playing cast. <laughs> That's, That's
1: exactly why everyone calls me
0: that. Right? that we ignore <laughs> every chance we get. And Nick, the homie Humber. Oh How you guys God. doing? Good,
1: doing great. Do it, doing We're good. Excited. Yeah. In fairness,
2: Francine, in fairness, Francine, I don't want to call you the boss lady, but I have yet to come up with a better moniker. <laughs> and that's the problem. How else do I introduce you? If I just say, this is Francine Dash to someone who has never watched the podcast, yeah. what, what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know who started it, to be honest with you. I don't know. It's an honorific, you know? It's an honorific. Okay, I can, yeah. I'll
0: can. receive it.
1: I'll receive
0: yeah. it. Is that yeah. a little bit? Yeah, that's what- I, mean, I don't know if you have a choice but to receive it. Like we're not going to stop doing it. So, like, point, it's like you had a meeting. I'll, I'll
2: stop if you come up with something that it's a gives more context. Stop? Wow, you're worse than well, the rest. I did. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But I, I, just, I need something that will give context to new listeners. Otherwise, what else can I say? Oh, right. Okay. Oh. right. So there right. we go. Well, that All that right. Happens. Well then.
0: This show uh, is about straight ticket and single issue voting. So as we say all the time on this show, one of the most important things you can do if you really want to change the country is to vote. But there's a a lot of sort of patterns around voting uh, that have been with us for a while, but they've really taken off as of late, right? And two of those are straight ticket and single issue voting. So we're going to sort of chat about that over the course of the rest of this episode. But to kick things off, we're going to go to Nick with some trends about this topic. What you got for me?
2: So the best trends I have are, I went to ncls.org with the time limit I had just to look up, right? What, not what it is, but who allows it, right? And the interesting thing that I learned about this is that um there are actually six states that allow or just straight up offer straight ticket voting. Um, they're Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. And they um do these for all races, like all all the not like people, but yep. races isn't like for elections. <laughs> 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 they do that for all yeah. elections. For all- yeah. and- Um, All the people. (laughs) Um, It also says here, with few exceptions, the straight ticket option is available in all general elections um, and applied to all partisan offices on the ticket, including federal, state, and local areas. Um, And in 2016, in Indiana, I think that's where the asterisk is. It's hard because it's after the comma so it says Indiana, comma, Asterisk, Kentucky. So I don't know if it's saying this for Indiana or Kentucky, but I'll assume yes. Indiana. Um in 2016, SB61 abolished uh straight ticket voting at large for at large races only. So you all live in Indiana. You can probably vouch that yep. straight ticket voting is no longer allowed in the big election. Um
1: well at large, it's at still... large. Right seems to be allowed for like, if you wanted to choose a governor and then everybody in his party can do yeah. that, but the at-large. The weird can't thing really, is, yeah.
2: the weird thing is, and I think it's a technicality um, on, on language. Pennsylvania does this too, that's where I live. And you have to register as Democrat, third party or Republican. And then for the primary, you'll get only that group. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the the like actual election itself, Mm-hmm. you'll get everybody so i wonder right. if that's a technicality on naming or if like in those six states do you do you guys on like say um local levels only get the party you're assigned to no no
0: okay i know from the midterms this last time the option is right there if you want to go straight tickets you just go all the democrats turn in your ballot right we're done here
2: so I wonder if if part of the reason people do this is because prior to um, this being, I don't know if there's like a mandate for it. I don't really have enough information on this, but prior to this, if it was just easier, like um, convenience for people is insane because you'll do anything for convenience Uh, I have DoorDash right now because it's just so convenient. It wastes so much money, but it's so convenient. (laughs) People will do anything for convenience. And I wonder if part of the reason it's so common to do uh, straight ticket voting is because of how convenient it's been and how convenient politicians have made it. Uh, It comes
1: out of the, the tradition of, you know, those card carrying party members. You know, uh, people aren't, don't really say that they are card-carrying par- party members of the Grand Old Party, GOP Republicans, uh, or or the Democrat. Um, I think it kind of was born out of that, and it's the party tra- party's tradition to kind of lure people into the party platform. Not the people aren't important; it's the party that's important, uh-huh. and we are shifting as a country like a lot of countries do where we want to see behind the curtain and yep. we want to look at the people we want to hear what they have to say on policies and issues and there you know you have a lot of people who just split ticket you know because of that alone or there's an issue that doesn't line up in neatly in one party or the other so i i don't know i think that whole party straight party thing probably came out of the that old tradition but like i said changes on the horizon
0: (laughs) uh yeah yeah definitely um straight we'll probably get into it as we get into discussion but some of it has to do with the ways that the parties have changed um because when we had more split tickets the parties themselves were not internally aligned and now the parties are Really internally, much more aligned internally than they used to be. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll probably get into that as we go. So, and, uh, so what were you gonna say? Uh,
2: I was gonna say in the 2016 election, when I lived in Illinois, I was, I was actually not trying to be on a party line. I was trying to see, okay, well, if this person aligns with what I like, I'll vote for them. I don't really care which party yeah. they come in, third party or one of the big two, whatever. And as I've gotten older and as things have become more aligned, like you said, it's a lot easier for me to just side with one group and not really care what their policies are. Because in a lot of instances, people believe other side bad guy, whether or not it's true.
0: Absolutely. No, that's definitely true. Yeah. No, the internal alignment of the parties has really shifted people's voting patterns. So. Mm -hmm. So thank you for the trend, Nick. And I'm going to uh, take the ball. That I would normally pass and just hand it to myself because I'm oh. also still doing the poll. Because um, you're the goat, also. Because I'm the goated president. Goated president, yes. president, President, goat. Thank you. uh so, <laughs> so if people who don't know, so straight ticket voting, uh, which is when you choose all the candidates for one party, happens more often now than it ever did, according to Pew Research, since 1972. The number of districts won by one party at the presidential level and a different party down ballot has been declining, reaching all time lows in 2020. In that year, only 4% of registered voters said they plan to vote for either Biden slash Trump and a Senate candidate of the opposing party. So election observers say this voting behavior is bad because it discourages voters from getting informed about all of the races. So at the same time, as straight ticket voting has risen, a number of states have removed it from the ballots entirely. To your point earlier, Nick, there are now only six states that offer the option at the top of the ballot for like big general whatever elections. The hope, as yet unproven, is that this will lead to a return of split ticket voting. So the poll questions are this. Do you think that straight ticket voting is bad? And if you were trying to fix it, what steps would you try to take? Who wants to go first?
1: I'll take Jump it. in. I'll take it. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't necessarily think straight ticket voting is bad. And I think we have to be careful here because the whole point is that people vote. And if this is right. their vote, then you have to give people the autonomy, the power to, you know, this is how they want to vote. Um, I, I think that what I'm hearing, though, built inside of this question is the level at, at which people are informed. Of the people they are voting for, and yeah. are, are they informed of the politics and policies that the parties that they're supporting, um, you know, are they informed about those parties? And I, I think that for the most part, people don't care. You know, people go to the polls; those active voters, they care about what they care about. And there are a lot of one-issue voters, or there are people who just very simple don't raise my taxes. I mean, who's who's not going to raise my taxes? Okay, you're my right. guy, or who's Uh, for abortion rights, okay, that's my person or, you know, it's, it's, it's come down to that. And if that's a straight ticket and that's their strategy, fine. If it's not, and they have to, you know, make designs on that (laughs) on their ballot, (laughs) then that's fine too. I I think that discouraging it, we have to be careful there because if we want to make sure we're not discouraging their authentic vote.
0: Right yeah you don't want to yeah you don't. you don't want to like you said discourage authentic written voting behavior you never want to do that right,
2: right. yeah yeah nick uh i'm going to give the most alex possible answer and it's not on purpose um <laughs> what you're asking is a is a symptom of a system all right
1: <laughs> that is an alex answer
2: it's it a very alex answer because <laughs> if we're criticizing the symptom of what's happening we're not hitting the root of the issue right if you straight ticket vote that's not a bad thing it's not a good thing it's just what it is because that's what the system necessitates yeah if the the policies and the way voting has has shifted so that that is the way it happens um more often than not and people have done that since long before of course but like you said, Anthony, and like Francine was saying, is that it, it just, that's sort of the way it's coming up. And I think there's right. no wrong way to vote, even if you're voting against what I believe. Voting in and of itself is a good thing to do. Um, yeah. The problem, and this is more of an answer to the second half of the question, the problem is with how the system is set up itself. If you, we, if we want to eliminate straight ticket voting as a, as a concept where people are still voting, we have to fix the system in which it exists. Um, and to fix that, I have no idea. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I was just thinking as you were talking, like maybe it's how we present options.
2: Maybe. Well, that maybe could be part of it.
1: How they're presented. But I think you're on to something. There's probably a system.
2: Yeah. Because take, take for instance, um, there's Republican-led um, uh, states that, for all inti- that for all intents and purposes are republican in name only because all of their policies are far, are very left leaning i yeah. think it's in the north east coast um a lot of the like massachusetts um uh maine uh new york areas there's like there's just different standards of living in different ways like we talked about there's maine has no public schools or something it's like weird um new york has a huge crime problem so they have like more republican based leadership about being hard on crime that's i think um sasha has talked about that how they they, she has to vote for someone who's hard on crime that's a staple for everybody regardless of party lines and but like it's the ecosystems in which you have to vote are part of the issue. And if you could, if there was a way to fix the system in which straight ticket voting is a thing you wanna fix, the system has to change in ways that like, we take into account those ecosystems and we have to try to remove the tribalism of party lines. Yeah. that's. I think that's one of the hugest issues with changing uh, it f- fixing straight ticket voting is is tribalism. And right. Again, I don't think it's a bad thing to vote all Democrat or all Republican in and of itself because it's just the symptom of the much bigger right. uh, zeitgeist of voting right now.
0: Yeah. I don't think straight ticket voting is bad in and of itself. I think what it represents, what it stands in for, might in fact be. And I have some concerns when we say straight ticket voting if the president is on the ballot straight ticket voting means the, the president the presidential race is overwhelming all the other races
2: mm-hmm.
0: so when we say straight ticket we really mean you're just voting for the president's party yeah think of you're it you're just not paying attention to the other races if um,
2: you if you're more video game aligned to kind of think of it this way think of the question like do you think that speed running is bad and if you were trying to fix it, what steps would you take? It's like speedrunning is a symptom right. of gaming. You can't fix speedrunning. It's not inherently good or bad. Right. It's it's all about how the game works. And if you yes. want to eliminate a certain tactic in speedrunning, you have to figure out how the game works and fix the game. Correct. That
0: is absolutely true. Yes.
1: For someone who's not in gaming like me, yeah, I think I've mentioned this before. Just the partisanship that yep. hangs over all of our, it's like the owning of our voting system by the Republican and Democrat party is something that does bother me. Um, yep. You know, it, it, I think that just putting, if Nick, you run for mayor and Anthony, you run for mayor, put Nick and Anthony on the ballot. And if you want to represent a party, that's fine, but this should be secondary to the person. But right now it's flip flop. So right. because of that flip-flop the party has a stronger identity than the individual. And I
2: fully agree with that.
1: And and so that that part needs to change but I don't know how you get the partisan out of American politics. That that undoing is is yes. probably uh, what would have to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that would have to happen. Uh, uh, and we're going to get into some of this we're we're, we have a we have a full discussion coming on this um but as always polls drop friday on our social media pages share them comment on them let us know how you guys feel so moving into what is going to be the meat of this episode the bulk of the discussion we've already touched on some of these ideas so it's just going to kind of be a continuation of what we've talked about already so we've mentioned parties a few times now so the idea behind straight ticket voting is that The party stands for XYZ idea, and that by voting straight ticket, you're endorsing a slate of candidates who all back those ideas. So if this party says they are pro-labor or this party says they are uh, pro-life, every candidate down the ballot will be pro-labor or pro-life. So if you vote. For the straight ticket, you can be comfortable knowing that every person you've given your vote to supports this idea. That's the idea behind straight ticket voting. But with the way party stances have changed so much over the years and with how sometimes it can seem blurred, the lines between the parties on some issues, still should people still trust parties to take the best course of action? when they're giving their vote to an entire slate of candidates should they trust that even candidates down the ballot. may hold the views. uh, You know, may may in fact hold the views that they say they're voting for do, what do you guys think I mean I think of something like like I think West Virginia is a good example of this right. So voting for. Voting straight ticket in West Virginia would be really difficult. Like if you were voting straight ticket Biden, it'd be very difficult because Biden and Manchin has some very different views on a few things.
1: Right.
0: There is a real divide in that case between the top of the ballot Democrat, the president and the senator from his same party. There's actually a real divide there. Um, so what do you guys think? Should people still trust a party to take the best course of action when they're giving their vote to an entire party?
1: Yeah, I say no. I say it's really easy to hide down ballot. You know, a lot of times people kind yes. of get their experience by, you know, kind of entering politics, you know, as a, you know, secretary of state or whatever, or, or whatever. And they kind of get in there, learn the game, create, you know, get the hustle down, and then they kind of move up from there. But, you know, it's difficult to make sure that everybody in your household is following the same rules. How are you going to do that in a political party? And right, I just, I just, I don't think voters sh- should trust that. That's why I personally don't support. I used to say blindly voting down party lines. Yeah. I, that's, that's my rationale. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What you're describing is like drafting like a race car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like tuck in behind the president. And they just sort of draft their way. And you right. look up and you go, how did, who chose this guy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> when did we when did we elect this? Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Versus a psychopath. How did they get this? Well, <laughs> they were tucked in behind the president. You know, they sort of hid in his shadow. Right. Uh, and 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 you're right. And you know, at the local level, that that really matters because local politics, as we said before, is really important. And uh-huh. you can you can end up you can end up with some legitimately unqualified people. Uh, Not just like unqualified, George George Santos, but they
1: can Yeah, I was about to say that. They, they can do sort some of real in. damage.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, who
1: elected this pathological liar?
0: Well, he sort of tucked in with the rest of the party. and Next thing you know, you got George Santos representing you in New York. So Nick, what is your answer Do you? you know, I can repeat the question if you need me to. Like, Can people still trust the party to take the best course of action when they're voting straight tickets?
2: Um, I think I agree that no, because of situations like you said. But even if you flip it to like say Bernie won the last election, I don't yeah. trust a single person down the docket is gonna believe the same things Bernie does unless they outright say that they're a capitalist, capitalistic socialist. I forget exact terminology yeah. he uses. They're not gonna believe the same things he does, and so yes. when I can't, I can only straight ticket vote that way because. Uh, the other team is worse by my metrics right but that doesn't mean i trust the people who are hiding in the shadow right and well so let me let me actually
0: i'm happy you brought that up actually cuz i wouldn't have thought about this but i do want to pull this out a little bit right so how should it be handled if in a case like bernie the president the, the if bernie had won the nomination and you would have had this situation where the person at the top of the ballot was legitimately out of step with, like, a lot of other elected officials. And I don't mean out of step negatively. I just mean his views on a lot of issues were not like their views. Mm-hmm. So there wouldn't have been a slate of, like, Bernie Senate candidates. You would have been electing down-ballot candidates who probably would have stood against what the president and their own party wanted.
1: Well, that's when you look for people who can do the least amount of damage. Yeah. So yeah. That's it's damage control at that point.
0: Right. I mean, so how should that have been handled, though? I mean, because obviously people would have been stuck with the Democratic senator nominations they had. Like if like in 2020, you would have been electing, you know, the House is elected every two years. So you would have been electing a lot of Democrat House nominees who go, yeah, if you elect me, I'm going to stop the president from, you know, doing what he wants to do.
1: Right, so he Even would have been president in
0: name only, right? right? Right, and and I mean, what would the, I mean, how would you have handled that, Nick? Because you know, if you were, you know, you were, you're a Bernie, you're a Bernie guy. I mean, how would you have handled voting for like House candidates or Senate candidates who pretty clearly didn't want what the president would have wanted? I don't what understand. would you? Have done?
2: I don't know. <laughs> honestly, I don't know because, like the way the way that I vote, I get mail-in ballot, and then what I do is I look up who people are. I yeah. look up just blurbs about their policies, and I move on. Um, and so, honestly, I just would have had to do that, and then just pick the lesser of two evils in terms of who's going to support the things I want Bernie to do. Yeah, because Control. yeah, yeah, I I can nah. only do as much as I can do, and like say say we got two um what what was it senators you said
0: yeah you know you're electing the house every 2 years and you're electing yeah. at least a third of the senate
2: right so say i get um two two candidates for the senate or two for the house that i can pick between i yeah. just have to pick the one who isn't going to say no to bernie at every turn <laughs>
0: who's going to who's not going to totally torpedo bernie right,
2: right right and the other thing is i think there's something there is something to be said about just to go back, uh, there is something that you yeah. said about trusting the yeah. the the uh, straight ticket voting. In terms of like, if you are too far away from what the top dog wants, even if you're in the shadow, they'll remove you from the party. Yes. But I think Republican, for instance, there's such a wide berth of what is Republican now that the shadow the shadow runners can still get away with it no, i think i think in the democratic party it's a lot more rigid uh it's fra- it, it, that, that's probably, I
0: think, because you align you you sense the rigidity of the Democratic party closer because you identify with them they're both mm-hmm. fairly rigid there's not are they they have both undergone a, a ton of internal alignment basically post-civil rights uh, i won't go too far but yeah post-civil rights the parties. You used to have the Dixiecrats and you had the Rockefeller Republicans, and now the Rockefeller Republicans are Democrats and the Dixiecrats are Republicans. Yeah. Uh, so well, they I do, each I do know rid- about this shit. Yeah. Right. They each got rid of their outlier wing and what aligned I'm, really closely.
2: What I'm well, more saying is in Republican in Re- in the Republican yes. Party, we've now seen presidents and even politicians that, that are true. moving further right than where yeah, that is true. they start. And so I think that one's becoming a little less rigid in yeah. terms of like you're getting a little bit more extreme and i'm not saying oh you know, i'm right. gonna say it i am gonna say it but it's the left isn't able to do that and it's overton window as much as no, people want to believe the left is the left is extreme they're not the overton window it doesn't allow for that no they're not
0: uh yeah you wouldn't an extreme party would not have chosen uh joe biden no, it, no, no. joe biden would not have won if this party if the democrat party was as extreme as people wanted it wanted to believe it is so don't believe it is yeah for sort of the back half of our discussion, we're going to shift away from straight ticket voting and, and we're still going to go to single issue voting, which is the other trend other the other sort of voting thing that we, you know, we were going to talk about. I think most people are familiar with single issue voting or single issue voters. These are these are people who they just laser focus on one thing. The most famous example to most people is abortion. People who really dial in on one issue and they go, I will support a candidate no matter what, if their view on this issue aligns with my view on this issue. They think that their issue sort of supersedes all the other ones. Um, now, I think broadly, I, I, I think quite a few people think that this is bad. Um, I have a bit of a more complicated feeling on that, but I do want to sort of ask, if you wanted to address it, Right. Single issue voting. How would you go about trying to broaden people's views on the other options on the ballot and and sort of get them to consider a wider range of issues in their voting patterns? Again, if you necessarily think it's bad. And 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 I and I think that's a more nuanced discussion than a lot of other people do. So I'll sort of I'll sort of start. Right. To me, the nuance comes in. Not every issue matters the same. Some issues matter more than others like climate change matters a lot.
2: We only have one earth. See, I'm gonna tangent you. I think we only have one earth is a bad argument because the earth will be fine. The people <laughs> will not. Right. I mean, I guess I should have said, instead <laughs> of saying we
0: only have one earth, I should put the answers on we. We. <laughs> we.
1: Well, oh, right we now, right now, there may be, uh, never mind. Right, <laughs> so.
2: The rich people issue. will have a second Earth, but that's right. right.
1: So the issue
0: rises to me in level of importance above many, most other issues because of the urgency. And If you were to tell me I'm a single issue voter on climate change, I might say, well, considering that getting that one wrong means the other ones are maybe a lot less relevant.
2: The other ones stop existing yeah. if the climate gets ahead
0: that might be a little more of a excusable behavior, but not all people feel that way. But to me, you know, that's the nuance of it. And if I wanted to, the, the question of how to broaden a person's view on the individual options or on other issues, um, that one, I am less clear on how we, how we even pull it off.
1: See, uh,
0: how do you make people consider other issues?
1: As I'm listening uh, to you talk though, I'm thinking single issue voting is really bad when it's, not your issue or the issue you support right exactly Um, (laughs) right it's horrible when it goes against what you believe but right when it is your issue it is the best thing ever and you're willing to ride or die with that issue whether it's civil rights whether it's abortion anti-abortion or pro-life or pro-choice uh whether it's gun control whatever your, whatever the mobilizing issue is for you um, that drives you to the polls, you know, that that's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing in my mind. I think the, the thing to, to try to get people to do when you're wanting to open them up beyond their one sweetheart issue is to go to the polls and think about their community and to assess probably where they live like perhaps it's not your issue but maybe having access to healthcare or hospital or clinics for that young family you know might be a good thing to consider when you're voting let's let's look at who's talking about that or having high speed internet out here so that we can develop our community Let's, right. let's talk about that or having access to public transportation, you know, so that people can, you know, get to these jobs so they can fill these jobs, you know, thinking outside of yourself. But, you know, the voting experience, especially as of late, because we don't talk about things like citizenship anymore, as of late has become very self-centered. It's yeah. become very you know, individualistic. Um, yeah. I, so I think the one of the ways to get people to look beyond their single issue is to encourage people to cast a vote for their communities, to cast right. a vote for their town, and yeah. to look at the quality of life for their neighbors, all their neighbors. All right, I
2: like that. I want to I, I want to bounce off that real quick. Go ahead. The question. So the reason that I like Bernie is because economy, right? One yeah. of the things that I do as far as single issue voting is what will help the economy? What will decrease the divide or the, the separate, not the separation, the gap between ultra wealthy yeah. and the poorest poor person? And so that's kind of why I went more towards Bernie because he, democratic right. socialist, which I want to correct from earlier, that's his whole bit. That's That's all, yeah. a, that's all he's, that's his whole bit. Um, and so, to Francine, what I want to say basically is that when I single issue vote, and this could this could be wrong, when I single issue vote on Bernie for the economy, I feel like that bleeds into all of those other topics: community, um, getting people high speed internet in rural areas, um, rural areas, getting rural, um, getting like information out and. Closing that disparity I feel like it helps all of these other things if rich people aren't as rich and poor people have more money we have less of a less of a discrepancy so to speak when it comes to other issues yeah, um, yeah. but that that might be a flawed thought because I've seen I've seen in circumstances I think Anthony you brought this up that um, most black people tend to not vote towards Bernie um, yes. What And I forget the exact reasoning you said, but like it, I don't, uh, I don't yes. it, what was the reason? <laughs> well, uh, so
0: this gets into the, yeah, there's a, so what you've highlighted is it, because we all rank issues, right? You think, and we all tend to view, this issue is the most important issue And here's why I think this issue is the most important issue to your community, Francine, to your point. So a lot of the disconnect when Bernie was running was they said, okay, the wealth gap between black and white people is X. Bernie will help that. And by helping that, it'll help fix ABC other issue. Therefore, black voters should consider his stance on wealth above all other issues that was the the thought process that I think a lot of Bernie supporters had and I think there was a lot of frustration because they said well why don't why doesn't the black community view it the way we view it because to your point Francine like you go well like it sounds really good when you're making the argument because I've mentioned this before humans are just rash, self-rationalization machines, <laughs> each and every one of us. The thing we're yep. best at doing is explaining why we're right.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, there's that.
0: Um, and you become frustrated when other people don't appreciate that, right? When other people don't understand that. And so, yeah, this led to a really big, like there just wasn't an understanding that the black community was not considering his stance on the wealth gap. That was not actually at the top of mind for many Black voters. Well, there's um, probably
1: and, a, a reason for that. I don't know if you want to go into that space. But there's there's but, one particular interview that kind of tanked him. Um, yes. <laughs> was, yeah, and,
0: and it's also that this, this shifts in ways that I, I do understand are frustrating and that I think make it really difficult To understand sometimes what's happening, so like because of we'll stay on the topic of Bernie because I think it's actually he's a useful example because he's so long been a really single issue guy that we identify him really strongly with one issue in a way we actually don't for a lot of other politicians, Mm -hmm. um, but we do with him. So he's he's a good example of this. So like. Because of Biden's connection to Obama, he got like a multiplier on his issues, and like a we just give him like a 1. 1. 1. 1.4. reconsideration.
1: A yeah, yeah. He did, he did not originally have said <clears throat> right. support.
0: But, um... <laughs> right, right. I mean, people go, he didn't even support busing. You're Like, well, you know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, how can that? How can that be cool? Um, and, and so, you know, again, I, I'm trying to think on my feet here, but like, this is a, it, it is a frustrating topic because again, we all consider our issue to be really the most important issue on the ballot.
1: Well, I think it also leans to, if Bernie's still the example, it leans to how much we understand how messaging impacts other communities, right? Yes. So for the Bernie supporters who probably were like just puzzled, like why doesn't he get the black vote? One of the reasons that he repeated in more than just one interview, one of the issues was that um, he did not support some things that were important to uh, black voters and he just didn't realize how important they were. He thought he prioritized that this other thing is more important than what you are telling me is yes. more important. And yes. having done that on multiple occasions and then repeating that and being emphatic, basically says, oh, you're not gonna hear me. You're, you're not gonna hear me, okay. Yes. so why would I vote for someone who is showing me before the vote even happens that they're not gonna hear me?
2: Right, and, that's and, and, totally and, fair
1: and And that is for a lot of people, not just black voters, but people with certain issues that might have been in line with the black community, but just you know issues that people can serve. That is why some people couldn't rise to the vote. They might have said, "Yeah, you might be on to some things, especially when it came to college, free college, it came to tuition there were there was a lot of good stuff in the stew, but if you're yelling to the chef in the back and he never takes your order then you're thinking i don't care how good your soup is man yeah i don't want your damn
0: soup (laughs) right and and so so the final, we we have like five minutes left and and the original an original notes that josh helpfully provided me with we were going to go uh, a question of how we dealt with single issue voters in our own lives but i'm going to put a little clever twist on it at the end how would you want someone to deal with you if they said your most important issue is not important to me? Right. (laughs) How would you want someone to convince you that your own most important issue is not the most important issue?
2: All right. So I want to, I want to take this one real quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead. To begin, so I have two thoughts. The first thought is um I see a lot on when people share things from black Twitter that they are that like the tweets will say climate change is not important to black people and I'm like paraphrasing climate change is not important to black people because racism right now is way more important to us. Yeah. Fair. Um but racism stops existing when we're all dead. So it's not like better i don't know in my thought process right but i get i get the 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 coming from on that i totally understand that's way more important and way more present in their daily lives and i get that that's the second point here because humans are so emotional and just rationalize everything that we do the most important thing we're going to vote for is also emotional and irrational and it just is. No matter how logical you think you are as a person, you are ruled by emotions. You're, yes. you're ruled by this eight pound clump yep. that yep. just tries to figure out what's going on. <laughs> That's it. Yep. And um, so if someone came to me and said, hey, I don't think Bernie's plans, his, his, his economic plans are the most prevalent thing right now. Yeah, X thing is more important. What I would want for them to convince me isn't for them to say, hey, your idea is bad and wrong. What I would want them to say is, that won't, this win, is why the points, right? that won't win the points. No, <laughs> what I want them to say is, hey, I think this thing is very prevalent, very important, and to hear me out. But that also implies that I'm going to come into the conversation with an open mind.
0: Right, right.
2: It's it, true. Right. And I try to do that in as many circumstances yeah. as I can. Um, I'm not always successful. But if someone comes up to me and is very understanding and is very like kind and just says, hey, like, yeah, Bernie uh, has some great economic policies, but he also doesn't listen to black voters. So like right. uh, kind of exactly right. what you both did right,
1: right. I'm
2: now, reconsidering, ah, do I really want to support Bernie if he, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> his economic policies might be great, but he doesn't listen right when the disenfranchised trying mm-hmm.
0: to tell him it's <laughs> important
1: yeah.
0: yeah francine how would you like someone to talk to you if they were trying to convince you that the thing you think matters most is in fact not the thing that matters most
1: <laughs> i mean i kind of lean into what nick said i mean i don't yeah. want you to like just don't poo poo me like off to the side right away right and then say oh yeah give me your vote um yeah <laughs> what I, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be heard. You want to know that some part of what you're saying resonates with yeah. people, understanding that we all come from different backgrounds and experiences. So it's going to hit differently, yeah. maybe. But I think the way that someone convinced me to maybe, let's try it this way, maybe to broaden my thinking. Yeah. Maybe I'm focused on uh, one part of an economic plan, right? Yeah. Maybe I. I'm only focused on getting my student loans forgiven. Right. But maybe I'm not focused on something that goes beyond that. because I'm just so burdened by these student loans. Right. Right. Uh, The way to help me understand that is to show me how, what I want is included in that. Yeah. You know, that's how you get me on board. Show me that your plan includes my worry. And then I can get behind that. I, okay. Now, I know that the recipe for your success includes what I had to share. Um, Other than that, if you're going to try to convince me to to ignore my own pain for a greater good, then it really needs to be a really big greater good, right? Right. It needs to be like, we're saving lives, right? We're we're pulling kids out of the well. It can't be just... Your horse is better than my horse. <laughs> yeah.
2: One of the yeah. hardest things with proving that, though, is that unless it's a local situation, how do you show people you're pulling the kids out of the well? Because they Correct. can't, people are so bad, like humans are so bad at conceptualizing abstract things yeah. that, like, well, for we instance,
1: vote... that the what I'm sorry to interrupt, but like the sorry. Flint thing, if we had come up with a system for that, maybe we could have yes. dealt with East Palestine a little bit more compassionately. Yes. Yes, But all because we, or the thing that happened, we don't talk about it somewhere in Mississippi or Alabama. Yep. Is it Mississippi? Um, they're all dealing with the same issue, basically. They don't all have yep. train wrecks. Yep. But
2: we just had one 25 miles in Ohio.
1: Right, right, exactly. But East Palestine did. And now they're dealing with the residual effects, bad air, bad right. water, right? right? If we had dealt with bad air, bad water in other places, then we'd have a plan maybe. But my point is this if it's a situation like that, where we're bailing people out of situations that could harm their lives, I can hear that as a human. Yeah, uh, if we had another Katrina, God forbid, I can hear that as a human. All right. right. That, that makes sense. Nothing compares to, to life, you know, being right. at the verge of life and death. Right. But right. And you can see it to your point, Nick, you can see it. Right yeah. But that yeah. it has to be something, I guess, on that level, not like, oh, I will die if I can't afford this bigger yacht.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, and I, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap. But I love both of your answers. In my head, I kept thinking, though, Francine, while you were talking, if we had had a few more minutes, I would have, I would have pulled you in a slightly specific direction and asked, like, how would you explain to the black community that blackness is not the most important thing on the ballot? And how they've been like, that's when we get into a. I don't know how the hell, I don't know how a politician would pull that off. Uh,
1: because well, there are I'll, certain- I'll, I'll, I'll right quickly, say, I'll quickly yes. say, if I could be uh, a representative and I know time is is up, yeah, uh, yeah. just a quick representative in this space and God forgive me, black community, <laughs> forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn, but it's not blackness. That is really, because that can mean many different things and you don't even have to be black to experience blackness, right? Right. It's it's a cultural thing. But it's really about the historical issues that are impacting black and disenfranchised communities. And let's just be honest, working class and poorer communities, okay, and that goes beyond black. So it's really the the living conditions of people and it's not really speaking to limited resources, because there isn't a limit Resources. That's a lie. It's really about giving people access. Like you don't even have to give it. To, just let me at least earn it. Like right. Pay me right. 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 Give me access to job. Give me access to help. Give me access. Right. And I'll do the rest. Right. So I mean, that's what it is for. You know, I come from a long line of people that work two, three jobs. They, they've, they came straight out of sharecropping fields, went straight into factories, went straight into the military. They've always worked are very proud, really don't want much of anything from the government yeah. because, you know, we didn't have a lot of trust. I <laughs> wonder where that came from. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's yeah. just get out of our way. There's so many things in the way of the Black life experience of living a quality life. Just get out of my way and treat me like fair. Treat me like right. everybody else. Don't, right. I don't, yeah. So that's, that's pretty okay. much.
0: Yeah. I, I'm happy we did take a slight detour then because uh, I'm happy we, we added some extra time at the end because, again, certain issues are so emotionally charged that trying to talk somebody out of believing that they're the most important thing is extraordinarily difficult. Uh, and oftentimes, unfortunately, it's easier for politicians to just nod and say, I think your thing is important instead of directly challenging voters, maybe well-intentioned, but misplaced beliefs and so with that as always i want to encourage everyone to continue our discussion on our social media pages facebook instagram reddit wherever you guys are talking talk about what we talk about it's the most important thing (laughs) (laughs) like all of our shows here this podcast is brought to you in part by eliac productions a studio for podcasters and musicians and Pointcast news To listen to any of our podcasts, visit our website at pointcast.news or subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Francine. Thank you, Nick, for joining me on the show. And thank you all for
2: listening. Anthony Apple.